Hello, good friends, and welcome to Don't Be Talkin'. Join myself and my sidekick, Megan, as we chat about some truths and nonsense. Whether you're driving in your car, taking a nice hot bath, or sipping on a cold drink on your patio, you're invited to get silly with us. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining Megan and I again. We're back just to give you some Quarren updates. I should just say quarantine updates. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know why I, always, I have to make it so quarantine whatever. I love that. <laughs> the Cove updates. Yeah, the Cove updates. The quarantine updates. Quarantine. Quarantine dates. I don't know. No, nope, I'm not doing a very good job. <laughs> the locked updates. <laughs> Okay, so we're back uh, with quarantine updates. Just going to use regular words. <laughs> um, okay, so basically, uh, we just have some updates for you, obviously, if you didn't catch that already. And uh, <laughs> we just want to go right into it. So what I want to start with is, Megan, I want you to give me an update on what your corn wins are, <laughs> what your corn fails are. can <laughs> I'm going to keep going. I hope your win or your fail is your ability to put quarren in everything. Uh (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be my win, obviously. Obviously. Okay, my quarren win. Oh, okay. So ever since this happened, I mean, anybody who knows me knows that I do not like the outdoors. I... I am petrified of spiders. I don't go for walks because of that. Uh, but lately, I've been really loving going for a walk. So uh, it actually happened today, and I'm using this as my win because it was just phenomenal. I went for a walk, and on the trail I was on, there was a painted rock. So when I got closer to it, I looked down. It was beautifully painted white, and written on it was, Do farts have lumps? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so happy that people are asking the big, important questions. I love that. (laughs) I think we know that everybody's bored at this point when you're painting a rock asking, do poops have, I mean, farts have lumps? (laughs) And then the perfect little poop emoji in the corner. Like, it was just brilliantly done. Oh, finding that was such a win for me. (laughs) Such a win. That that makes my day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What's your win? Okay. I mean, you've had so many. You had to, your corn wins are your corn, but what else? <laughs> My corn win is the ability to put corn in front of anything, but also, <laughs> but also, uh, it was Mother's Day the other corn day. Corn Mother's so, Day. Corn. Yeah, Mother's cor- day. Cor- it was corners. Nope, that sounds really bad. <laughs> okay, just. Okay. It was mother's. Stick to the regular words, Kim. I don't know why I'm not learning my lessons here. Okay. So basically, I I guess uh, on Mother's Day, we woke up uh, and, well, first of all, Max, my son, slept in a little bit later, which was amazing. And then we woke up and made waffles together. And it was the cutest thing ever because it was the first time that he's helped me make something, like helped me prepare food. And I, I thought for sure it was going to be a disaster. And, uh, you know, obviously it was messy. And he did try to put Tylenol in the waffle mix. But 
<laughs> but it's not a fail, guys. It's not a fail because I saved it. And it, it wasn't like a pill. I mean, he wasn't like going around with pills in his hand, but he, and I just mean individual pills. He was going around with a bottle of pills. <laughs> I am really not sounding like a great mom right now, but he just took the whole bottle of acetaminophen and threw it in the waffle mix. <laughs> so after that, when I got that out, it became a win because we successfully made waffles and they tasted really good. Well, I mean, it's a homemade <laughs> rattle and you got a meal out of it. So <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason I let him go around with it is because it is a rattle and it's like, it's childproof. So, right. Right. Exactly. Don't judge me. We're going to do an episode on mom shaming. And I swear to God. <laughs> okay. So um, I want to know what your core and fail is. And, uh, you know, just want everybody to know that there are no fails in life. You know, we need to think like Bob Ross and think that they're all just happy accidents. <laughs> oh, you're such a sunny outlook. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> Uh, my corn fail and I am totally jumping on this corn bandwagon by the way I love that yeah uh, yeah the corn fail uh well again I've been going for a lot of walks so it's been great but the downside to that is now my hips and my back and my knee hurt all the freaking time <laughs> when did I turn into a 90 year old like oh my god <laughs> how did that happen what a sin. I know what you mean, though. Like, I go for a long walk, and I come home, and I have to put a heating pad on my hips because my hips hurt. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, just, just before we started recording this, I had gone for a long walk, and I came back, and I sat, I sat down. And as I sat down, this shooting pain just went straight up my back. And I was like, oh, when, no. when did that start happening? Uh, <laughs> I hope it's sciatica. Oh, God, I hope not. It went up my back. I doubt it. Sciatica usually goes down the leg, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> oh right I mean I should know I've had it so I'm not really sure why I I shagged that up but yeah you're right well um, I mean to be fair help. all my legs hurt too so I mean it could be <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right see Megan I, I I picked I was picking up what you were laying down yeah 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 definitely I love that <laughs> picking up what you're laying down you're just full of great things tonight <laughs> you know what it's currently 10 20 p.m and uh i am definitely tired but i think somehow my brain is working a little bit oh <laughs> and man, you know it's on fire <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna record after 10 p.m all the time always yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so so that was your fail, right? That uh, you're in pain? My fail. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. a year old man. Yeah, no, you give her one. What was your epic fail? Not epic fail, sorry, your corn fail. Yeah, Megan, get it right. Corn fail. <laughs> so this one's, oh God, you know what? I'm really not making myself sound like a good mother because this next one, this is where the real mom shaming comes in. <laughs> I feel like all of my fails are going to have to do with my child and I'm going to maybe have to start picking something else, but Okay, so yesterday, uh, Max, obviously, you know, he's been teething. I, I mentioned that in the last episode, and he's got a lot of teeth now, and he is super strong. So, you know, he normally has his sippy cups and, and whatever 
And I said, well, I'll just give him a little sip of my water for my glass. So I was just giving him a little bit of water. He was loving it. He was cracking up laughing. So I gave it to his pop and his pop started giving him some water out of that glass. And then he chomped down on the glass and broke it in his oh mouth. Oh my God. I don't even know how it happened. I swear to God, I almost died. And then everybody panicked at the same time. And I just ran over to grab the two pieces of glass out of his mouth. And I, you know, went back to the the glass to fit the pieces back in to make sure I actually got all of the glass. Like, how crazy is that? How do you just chomp on a glass and break it with your teeth? He's 15 months old. I swear to God, you're raising Bam Bam. Hulk, baby. Hulk. Absolutely. (laughs) He does look like Bam Bam. Yeah. It's crazy. So anyway, that was my fail because, you know, I guess they make sippy cups for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, mom lesson learned. Oh man, totally. I guess it's trial and error. I mean, I just never thought because I guess I've never chewed on a glass before, but I just, you know, I've knocked it off of my teeth from time to time by accident. I just never thought a baby or a toddler, always a baby to me, would just be able to break a glass with his teeth. I've been around a lot of kids in my day and never once did it cross my mind that a child drinking out of a glass would break the glass with his teeth. I know. I'm never going to get over it. So anyway, all of you people out there who have children, toddlers especially, don't ever give them a glass to drink out of. Not even if you're holding it and watching them. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Well, like, I mean, like you said, it's Bob Ross. It's a happy accident. Nobody got hurt. (laughs) You learned a lesson. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So folks, just uh, just think of it that way. He didn't swallow glass. So it's just a happy accident. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. So if you want to mom shame me, you can go to our Facebook page, which is called Don't Be Talking. next thing I wanted to chat about was how we got to open up uh, to a, another family. Um, how do I explain this, Megan? You you know how to speak words. Well, um, it was so eloquently put that we could double our bubble. So our bubble is our immediate household, anybody that lives in our immediate household. So we could always interact with them during quarantine, but now we can double our bubble so we can partner with another family or another household and then we have a double bubble. That's right. So, so there was a lot of controversy on how people were going to choose their double bubble. So how did you choose yours? Well, for me, it was actually pretty easy. Um, I have a little godson, he's nine and, uh, he's essentially my child. Like I tell his parents all the time that they had my kid. Uh, (laughs) I've been around him since birth. Um, and he's just amazing. He is, like I said, my kid. So actually two weeks before we were allowed to double our bubble, New Brunswick, uh, had announced that they, they were allowing the partner families and the partner households, uh, the two partner household to join together. And he saw that on the news. So he called me and said, if we're ever allowed to do that, will you be my partner? So of course, when they allowed the double bubble, he was my bubble, him and his family. (laughs) 
That's so sweet. He's yeah. such a brilliant child. Oh my God. Like I cannot praise that kid enough. He's incredible. He's super smart. He's gifted on the drums. I've never seen anybody play drums that well, let alone a nine year old. And he's been at it since he was like, he's been that good since he was four. Like it's incredible. Yeah. Um, he's brilliant. And yeah. he wants to come on the podcast. He does. I, oh, I hope we get something. We do a show where he can come on. That would be amazing. I know. I, I think we really should. I think that's such a cute thing that he even wants to come on here, you know? Oh, <laughs> so he was so to. excited when I told him about this. He was so excited. He said, can I come on? And I said, absolutely. We'll just have to find a time, like a, a, a subject that you can talk about. Because right now, maybe it's not, we're not talking about stuff that you'll, you like talking about, but we'll definitely find something that you can talk about. Yeah, and then he he was like, oh, what about music in general? Exactly, yeah. And how cute would that be to have him talk about playing the drums and the piano? And, I mean, he wrote a, a song on the piano the other day for me, and it was just complete whim, and it was amazing. Like, I've, he's, I can't – he's just incredible. He is. We'll have to maybe, like, post a, a video on our Facebook page or something of him yeah. playing drums. That would be oh, a good idea. I, yeah, well, when, when Neil Peart died, um, he was heartbroken. It was his fav favorite drummer. And so when he died, he actually played a little tribute to him. And it was one of his favorite songs. But he had never played it on the drums, but he sat down and played it that night. And he did Aww. a fantastic job of it. So, yeah, absolutely. That's so nice. Um, well, I, I chose with my double bubble, I had to, you know, we have uh, three sets of grandparents. So it was really hard, you know, just to try to figure out who was going to be in the double bubble because obviously everybody wants to see their grandson. So the only diplomatic way to do that was to draw a name out of a hat. So that's exactly what we did. <laughs> and I know, it, you know, how do you choose? And no matter what, no matter how you do it, you know, you're going to feel bad about whoever didn't get to be in the bubble, right? But yeah. Yeah, so the, the good thing about that is my in-laws were chosen out of the hat, and they had just moved to St. John's. So, you know, they were back and forth a lot over the year that uh, we've had Max, but they obviously kind of came in short little stints and got to see them a lot in that short stint. But my parents, who both live here, they could kind of come and go as they please and just pop in here and there, and they really didn't miss out on any big chunks of time. So they were actually really uh, supportive and happy that it worked out that way too. Obviously they want to be in the bubble, but they understood and they didn't make me feel bad about it at all, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> so, well, I mean, they must understand how difficult of a decision that is. So you did it the most diplomatic way you possibly could. Like it's hard not right. to understand that. This is hard on everybody. I can't imagine having to make that decision. Oh, man. And, you know, there was a, a small part of me that thought double bubbling with some other family that maybe had a toddler or, you know, a little bit of an older kid would be good just because I can tell that Max misses that kind of play. Um, and he's not getting that with daycare anymore, obviously. So there was a side of me that thought that for a split second. And then I was I, I just knew that I couldn't I couldn't do that I couldn't justify it I have to at least pick one set of grandparents so Absol well absolutely and it's it's kind of well it's when you have to make that choice and for some families they that choice it just can't be made it's easier to go with a third party that that has a child you know rather than rather than 
choose one set of grandparents over the other, if that would, would be an issue for them, it's easier to go outside, you know, but I'm so glad that your parents were supportive of that too. I mean, they're great. Both of them are wonderful. Yeah, so I can't, I can't even imagine them having an issue with it, but <laughs> I know, but you know, obviously to me, I thought, okay, no matter what, I'm disappointing somebody, but they really made me feel like I didn't need to be you know, I didn't need to feel that way, even though I, I know deep down inside they are wishing that they were in the double bubble because they love Max and they want to see. Him. But you know, yeah, it is what it is. But yeah. but uh, it, yeah, it was it was a good um, it was a good outcome. Well, that's that, I mean that's great because Max, I mean he's so loved. You couldn't go wrong in in your choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what I want to get into next is how we came up with the term double bubble and it wasn't us it was actually the minister of health that came up with that um and his name is dr haggy and he's just i don't know he's become kind of a local celebrity since this whole quarantine has happened he's amazing i think he's brilliant but he's also freaking hilarious Oh my God. He's so funny. Like, and, but he's also so very well-spoken and don't get me wrong, not to discredit the other two that are on our daily panels that we have is all three of them are doing a fantastic job. This is totally unprecedented and they're doing absolutely everything they can to make this easier as easy as they can. So, but he's, the things that he says is just, they, they last with you. Like they linger because they're so funny and he's just so well-spoken that to hear these things just makes you crack up. It's so true. And what I love about him is that he's just direct and so to the point. And some people who are in the public eye kind of bounce around things from time to time, but he just says it straight up. And if somebody asks him a question that is, I don't know, that he's, he kind of thinks might be a little ridiculous, he has no problem just saying, well, I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> right? I love when he says that. Yeah. Oh no, he's great, and the things he says have become kind of like a like a folklore thing now. Like they will go through the generations. I think one of the chocolate companies, Newfoundland Chocolate Company, recently came out with a bunch of bars with the sayings that he said on them. <laughs> uh, that is amazing, right? <laughs> I, love I love how supportive uh, Newfoundlanders and Labradorians are. Just you know, straight up, let's just do chocolate bars now, <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's just another example of the Newfoundland sense of humor, too. You know, like how we use that to get through everything because Newfoundland has been known to be going through hard times a lot of the time (laughs) oh exactly this is yeah this is what you know uh, our families have lived through they've lived through lots of hardship so you got to learn to laugh yeah exactly and we do it very well and the haggyisms just crack me up (laughs) Yeah, so we we have, we have some of the hagiisms that we want to tell you guys. Um, if you're from Newfoundland and Labrador, you've probably heard a lot of them already. But you know, um, it, it it never gets old. So, no, God, no. <laughs> one of my favorites. This is this is probably my favorite one that he's said so far. Hope is a girl's name, not a strategy. See, right? So direct and to the point. Like, yes, hopes and prayers are great. Like, they're wonderful. They give you peace of mind and make you feel like you're doing something. But it's not a government strategy. It's not something that's going to get us through a pandemic. (laughs) Exactly. So 
stay in your bubble and don't burst anyone else's. That's another one. (laughs) See, as somebody who's single right now, my favorite one is if you swipe right, you might get more than you bargained for. I love that one. (laughs) And for someone who has a child, please don't let them lick the handle of the shopping cart. (laughs) And I mean, we all know that COVID-19 is having a much more detrimental effect to older generations. And so when Easter was coming upon us and people were talking about, you know, they were there was a worry of people going to visit family for dinner and stuff like that. He came on and said, turkey with granny is not what you should be focusing on right now. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And so there's also... um, the virus in in Newfoundland specifically in this part of the province, um, it's kind of centered around the capital city, which obviously makes sense for this to be the epicenter, just because there are more people here. Uh, so he, so we always say in Newfoundland that we're from town if we're from the capital. So that's this, you know, we're from town, and if you're not from town and you're from near the coast, then you're from the bay. So anyway, he said. This is not the townie virus. So he wanted to warn people that this is not just in St. John's. This actually is spreading throughout the whole province of Newfoundland and Labrador. So just, yeah. you know, some people, I have heard some people say, well, it's not out here yet where I am. And it's like, uh, you don't know that. Maybe there are people who are sick who haven't been tested, you know? So. Well, and this is the thing. Like, it's it mimics the flu so much and colds and allergies that you really don't know. That's right. That's right. Best to pretend like everybody has it and then you'll be safe. It's so true. I went to Costco today and I, I, you know, I was looking around at everybody. There was a guy who came so close to me when I was in the lineup and they have the big red circles on the floor saying six feet apart, stand here. And then, you know, the one behind you, six feet back, stand here. And this guy came up almost next to me. And I swear he was probably two feet from me. So I turned around and I was like, ah, six feet, six feet, please. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I uh, didn't realize. And I was like, you didn't, you didn't see that big red dot on the floor there (laughs) and the signs everywhere and the Costco lady telling you where to stand. You didn't get any of that. eh?" (laughs) This is not exactly a new situation. We've been living in this for a while now. Like, (laughs) that's right. I'm like, yeah. Have you not seen the news lately? What is happening? (laughs) Well, I mean, I went to Walmart this evening and um, I mean, I had my mask on and gloves, like the full outfit. Uh, Well, I wasn't, you know, covered head to toe in PPE or anything. I was wearing regular clothes, but I did have the mask on. (laughs) (laughs) But I had my mask on and I had gloves on and not a single soul in the store had it on. And they were all looking at me like I was like, there was something wrong with me. Like, I'm not sick. I'm trying to be protective. I know, I know. That's what I find. Some people have made comments because I I wore a mask and gloves. And I just think it's so inconsiderate and silly because, I mean, obviously we're all doing our best to protect everybody. It's not just us, but, you know, the vulnerable, whoever, you want to protect everybody from it. So, Well, exactly. This is like 
proactive instead of being reactive. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fine, but I don't know. Maybe I'll be sick in five to six days. Maybe I haven't. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm trying to be protective. Uh- <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. we're Canadian. We're not being reactive like the U.S. Sorry. Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but just saying, it wasn't handled well. But no. I love my, my American friends, but I don't like the America that they live in right now because they're well, not being protected. <laughs> this is the thing. We can disagree disagree politically, but the great thing about the American people that I've met is that they're still very lovely. Like, they're all lovely people. They're all warm and welcoming for the most part for what the ones – I mean, there are assholes everywhere. Who are we kidding? But <laughs> – Oh my God. But yeah. Like, totally. The ones that I met were wonderful. And when I spent some time down there, like Southern hospitality is a real thing. They're lovely people. So I like that we can disagree politically and still maintain that humanity level of it. Oh my God, for sure. It doesn't negate how, how good people are in the country. It's just who's running the country right now and not <laughs> protecting them. You know, you want, you want your friends everywhere to be safe and exactly. it's just too bad to, to watch that happen. Exactly. And it's, yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking to see so much, so many people be so sick, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, But, Meg. but now I do have to get back to the isms because I mean, as you know, I am famous for my isms. Um, Meg isms are a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I put them in my phone. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, I can't even remember half the stuff I say. You have a better idea of the things that I say. I think once I said I ordered it on Amazon instead you of Amazon. Did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even, the word idiosyncrasies, now I can say it. Not a problem. Yeah. But I remember I remember struggling for a legit a solid 30 seconds. Like, intricacies. <laughs> <laughs> could not get the word out and to this day cinnamon rolls are a problem you could I just actually had to say it in my head before it came out of my mouth because <laughs> otherwise it's coming out of synonym rolls <laughs> that's and my then, favorite one. Oh man and this is all kar- karma though because when I was in high school I um I did a lot of speak-offs public speaking competitions and I uh, I mean actually it was great I got to travel around I like nationally I got to travel nationally I got a boatload of money for a high school kid it was great but I wrote the speech my main speech that I wrote the one that's the most memorable was on my aunt Helen and her isms (laughs) oh I love Helenism oh my god they're wonderful and they're so funny and so it was basically like a five-minute speech making fun of my aunt Helen now she was always in the (laughs) audience super proud so it's fine (laughs) but uh, oh yeah like they were just so funny my favorite um is okay so there there was a store called Farrell's Food X where I was from and uh they had a flyer and it was a grocery store. They had a flyer and they had turkeys on sale. And my aunt Helen wanted to know if the turkeys were grade A turkeys or if they were utility turkeys. So we're all, my mom and I and her were in her living room and she says, I'm going to call down now and see. So she calls the store and she says, hello, is this fool's Fardex? Perfect. <laughs> that's, that's number one. She said, and of course the lady on the line is, like I don't know whether to laugh or if this is a prank call or what. And so, and Helen says, oh, are the turkeys you have on sale this week now, are they grade A turkeys or utility turkeys? Utility tickies. Utility tickies. Died <laughs> 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 laughing. Oh so does God. she realize when she makes these mistakes? 
she doesn't. The lady obviously thought it was a prank call, and I'm pretty sure she hung up. And Aunt Helen, Aunt Helen had no idea. Mom and I are sitting there with her laughing hysterically. <laughs> She's like, what are you laughing at? Okay, but you know what? you got to tell the plane one. This is the airplane oh my one. Yes, That's the my air- favorite. The airplane one is wonderful. She's, um, uh, it was tragedy. The I'll never forget the TWA Flight 800. It went down and... Um, it, I can't remember where it crashed now, but I remember TWA Flight 800. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but what happened was the cockpits filled up with smoke and I guess it caused instruments to malfunction, the pilots to lose con- con- consciousness. See, almost another megaism right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so that's what happened. So when the, the investigation was done, everybody was interested in what was happening. And when it was done, uh, they announced it, and I remember Aunt Helen calling, saying, "Did you hear the news? Yeah, that plane by that crashed because there was too much cock in the smoke pit." <laughs> <laughs> it never gets old. It oh never gets old. God, it's just like I don't even know how how your brain can work <laughs> like that. <laughs> and I'm getting just like her, like karma. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> oh, oh man, it's hitting me oh, now. And she also, um, like she wears glasses. And I remember as a kid, we, we had this game called Super Quiz, which was like Trivial Pursuit, but not. Um, but we never actually play the game. We just take a card out and just read it and answer the questions, kind of sitting around in the living room. And, and Helen always wore her glasses on a string around her neck, um, but never on her eyes for some reason. <laughs> So we're sitting around and uh, her son was reading some of the questions and she said, let me read one now. And we all knew how this was going to end up, right? (laughs) So she takes the card and she's holding it out like arm's length and then bringing it in, trying to focus the words to read it. And she says, how many evil angels are there in an icocalese triangle? It doesn't matter what it's supposed to say, and she laughs. We're all cracking up laughing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. And then to redeem herself, she takes a second card and she says, Okay, I'll try another one. Again, glasses around her neck, not on her eyes. Um, and she says, Willie Bill Folder, he performed some kind of stunt. I can't remember what it was now. I'm like, well, you just told us, Willie Bill Folder, right? <laughs> She's like, No. <laughs> No, no, no. Willie Billfolder, he, he, whatever, jumped out of an airplane or something like that, right? And we're like, what the hell does that card say? So her son takes it and reads it. And it reads, while blindfolded. Oh. <laughs> oh, like, I mean, I, I really wrote a speech that was over five minutes long on things that Anne Helen said, like uh, she was collecting for the heart and found stroke station. Um, uh, her, I think you just said the heart and found. I did. Stroke. I did because that's what Anne Helen said. <laughs> <laughs> she was collecting for the heart and found stroke station. Um, like her, uh, she, was somebody, Oh no. Well, it's to the point now that I, I have to really think about saying heart and stroke foundation because my <laughs> mind immediately goes to heart and found stroke station. And, <laughs> and then I thought that the computer glitched out for a second and I was like, maybe I just didn't hear that. Right. <laughs> no, you did. Like uh, she had to go see an orthopedic surgeon instead of an orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> like um, you're starting to hear my wheeze. I know. And she's telling like, she's, 
she's telling this it's a tragic story and like you you feel really bad because this this teenager had an accident and he had brain damage but and helen says oh yes he got dane bramage and you laugh and it's a tragic oh, story yeah. but but it's like, it's just, i know but imagine the poor dear now with dane bramage yeah oh. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's the worst when you're not supposed to laugh, but somebody, you know, it's obviously not at the situation, but it's, oh. Well, I learned in my research for my speech that they're called spoonerisms. Um, it's uh, mm. named after a reverend in England many, many years ago that was notorious for this when he was doing his sermons and stuff like that. So, <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. The, anything that's sexually based usually is considered a Freudian slip so maybe her cock in the smoke bit I don't know oh my God. <laughs> maybe it had been a while <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. well yeah. okay so what I want to do is I, I'll tell one what I call an anonymism so that people don't know who said this but I'll tell I'll say one and I want to try to come up with one at least, I don't know, every couple of episodes, talk about it. Um, there's a, a, a guy in our lives. Lives? Oh, my God. Lives? A guy in our <laughs> It's rubbing okay. off on you now. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting late. Um, so he said, you're skating on blue ice. <laughs> and now... Now, every time I want to say skating on thin ice, I almost say you're skating on blue ice because that's what's ingrained in my head now. Oh, oh. my God, that's fantastic. <laughs> so I guess I'll, that's pretty much all we wanted to talk about today were isms and, and just update you guys on the on the corn bubble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are on fire, though, with your corn whatever and your anonymous. Cornisms, Megan. Cornisms and your anonymisms. <laughs> yeah, the anonymisms, the cornisms. I'm oh, loving these made up words. I know. <laughs> so basically what, what I want to do is hopefully if you guys, if any of you guys listening have any isms that you have or anybody that you know that just loves to screw up a stint. <laughs> You know, you know what I was saying. <laughs> don't pretend you don't. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna wake up the baby. Okay. So if you if you have anybody who likes to screw up a sentence, is what I tried to say. <laughs> you should leave it on our Facebook page. Don't be talking. So just kind of, you can either message us privately and say that it's an anonymism, or if you want to give that person a shout out, give us their name. <laughs> and in the meantime, I guess just stay and comfortable. Yeah. I love it. I love you all. And I hope you're staying and comfortable. And I hope that you have lots of corn wins and corn fails that you could share with us. And some coronisms. So, <laughs> just to sum it up there. Okay, you're going to have to leave this one out, Meg, because I got no words left. <laughs> you're, you're asking me, the master of the ism. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we hope for, we, we'll see. <laughs> we, 
we hope to hear from you and your isms and your fails and your wins and join us next time join us next time on don't Don't be be